Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us part of your day. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Jake Hatch across the glass from me, at least momentarily. Lloyd will be there eventually and then probably Alex. Uh, safely social distancing from Costa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you, Jake? Are you <laughs> doing all right? Uh, yeah, I'm hanging in there. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I know I always ask you that question to start the show but the remarkable thing is i never know what the answer is going to be oh, good. I mean, good. that's what no i don't i mean that's uh, that's why i ask because some days uh, you have something uh, uh really important some days uh, maybe not so important but interesting nonetheless and some days you're high and some days you're you're in the middle somewhere you're never low there's some well never low low that's true we leave that to austin uh but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine. It's a normal day. It's sunny outside. Apparently, you're supposed to get some snow overnight. That should be nice. Hatch is here. I always like seeing Hatch. Uh, Kalani Sitaki is going to be on the show. That's a good day, oh, yeah. right? Three oh, thirty. That, uh, that always makes it good. Yeah. yeah. So right. I always enjoy talking to Kalani. By the way, do you think we should uh, we should remember when we were trying to come up with a nickname for Austin? Mm-hmm. What we what we settle on? <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. remember. Me wait, neither. I think he has Maybe. it. Wait, hold on. I think he has it actually pinned on his Twitter. Let me see here. Is it, uh, I, I think it was, another, it was Captain something. Captain Captain something. Hmm. Captain Good Time. <laughs> okay, that's pretty what? funny. Yeah, that, that was the uh, the nickname for Austin we tried to get to stick. Captain Good I'm, Time. Because I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe it should be Dr. Doom. No, no, no. The the whole point Too of heavy. Captain Captain Good Time was to get like the the positive vibes going. That was <laughs> okay. the whole idea behind the behind the the idea. Captain Good Time, man. Next time I see him, it's uh, Captain Good Time. How's it going? Right. You know what? Yeah. Captain Good Time's always having a good time, and that you know if you've got that perspective, uh, you you would think uh, his his luck would change too. You know, Captain Good Time. Uh, that that uh, that's the best nickname ever to walk the face of the earth. Oh, nice! Wow, Gordon. How about that? Uh, Hatch, uh, of course, Jake Hatch produces DJ and PK in the morning, um, and also does Locked On Cougars podcast. We're going to have Kalani on today. What What do you think uh, is the number one thing we should ask him? Who your starting quarterback is gonna be already? Yeah. <laughs> already, we're gonna hit him with that already. Season just you gotta ended. plug him with it. Yeah, just right, right there. Bam. Who's your starting? Hey, co- here, here. hey, coach. Here. How are you? Who's the quarterback gonna be? And you know what he's gonna say? 
It's gonna he's be a competition. Say, yeah, yeah, he's gonna say we're gonna compete, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, everybody. I learned a long time ago not to uh, <laughs> to give it to anybody. You know, they have to earn it. So that's what they gotta do. Not, not. We're not making fun of Kalani. No, just, no, that's, that's all what he should say. That's, that's all what I. If you were going to have the hotline straight into Kalani's uh, ear, uh, isn't that what you would say? You would say, "Man, let these guys fight it out. Let them prove it. That's that's, and give every one of them a good shot. You know, as as good a shot as you possibly can, because the, every other player in that program is looking at that situation." And they're hoping for that same opportunity themselves. And if they feel like there's this sort of this this uh, predetermination on the coaching staff, then what does that do? That just that just robs you of your your own juice, right? I mean, it just makes you feel like, okay, look, these guys know who they want, and what difference does it make what I do? Uh, our boy Ute Shasta Trailer tweets in. He says, uh, uh, Hatch is starting out as the producer of the Big Show. Another instance of Lloyd heating up another cup of noodles. Uh, that could be – I really don't know what Lloyd's doing at the moment. I don't want to know, frankly. He's probably taking a nap, but I I don't know. I don't know for sure. I can't confirm. Does he have, does he have like, a couch in his office? No, no, no. He doesn't. He just curls up under his desk. Cause it, have you ever noticed how dark it is in his office all the time? No, that's just Lloyd's personality affecting your <laughs> <laughs> your your judgment of the room. Every time I've looked in there, it just seems dark. It has sort of this dark aura to it. Every time Lloyd's lo- walked into the same room as me, I've thought, wow, did it just get darker in here? <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 a light, did a light bulb just go out? Because it seems a little darker in here. <laughs> so is he Dr. Doom? <laughs> Lloyd. Well, He's funny. I, I know. I like Lloyd. Lloyd will be along in a moment, but uh, but Hatch is here, so that's good. We always like to see Hatch. How are those guys in the morning? Cranky? Always. Always. Yeah, that is pretty much a consistent. You no, know. they're they're doing well. They're doing well. They're doing all right. You know, Our guy PK is not driving you nuts. Okay. Oh, that would have happened a long time ago if it were going to, right? In fact, Yaki, have you learned how to how to deflect? Have you learned how to uh, drive that boat? Uh, I would like to say I have figured it out. I've been with these guys for almost seven years now, so we're getting closer, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, but PK hey. plays the long game. You know? He does. Yeah, he plays that long game. He will hold He's on to a few him? things. Yeah, right, right. So you gotta, you know, you never know when it comes to our guy PK. He, uh, I love PK. He's fantastic. He plays the long game, not the short game. Well, he plays yeah. the short game too because he did uh, get you to drive him to Boise once. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And I think my driving drove him a little crazy, but uh, that's okay. Are you? Uh, I know you're a fast driver. Are you a bad driver? No, not bad. I just every once in a while, I I, uh, <laughs> I cause people in the back seat to get motion sickness a little bit. Well, because I have a buddy who who is seriously a really really bad driver. Oh, I mean, doesn't that drive you crazy? I mean, because it's dangerous. Well, this one buddy, <laughs> we were on a road trip, Gordon. We were going, uh, basically, we were driving uh, out to a buddy's wedding in Dayton, Ohio. But we were taking the long way, right? Like up through Wait, Jack. you were driving? Yeah, we road tripped it out to the wedding. It was great. Wow. But we went through like Jackson Hole and went up through uh, um, what uh, Yosemite and uh, up through all that area. And um, we went to like Mount Rushmore in Chicago and uh, anywho. It was a lot of driving, an incredible amount of driving. And there were five of us. 
and uh, he, we all were going to take shifts, you know, the, as you do on a road trip. And he did one shift, just one, <laughs> until the rest of us were like, you know what? You know, he would volunteer to be like, hey, guys, you need me to take a turn? Uh, you guys, you... And so on the way back, <laughs> on the way back, I, uh, I had uh, shirked a lot of the driving responsibilities as well on the way out. So on the way back, it was kind of my turn. And it was probably bad for me to push the driving responsibilities to the end of the trip because everybody else was tired. And so we're we're driving back, and I'm telling you, I I have driven for eight hours. It's it's like midnight, and we got it. We got to keep on going. And so I I say to everybody, hey, anybody else want to uh, jump up here and and give us a hand? And uh, my buddy, who's a bad driver, is like, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. And I was like, of course it's you. It's like, you know what? I'm feeling my second wind here. I think we'll just uh, we'll pull out. There's a station up here. We'll get some coffee and uh, we'll we'll play some music loud and we'll be fine. Let's uh, did let's do he, did this he thing. Catch on to what was going on. I have no idea, but he was never getting behind the wheel of the car again. I tell you that. <laughs> oh man! I've never well, seen I've never seen somebody other than this guy uh, put his. Okay, if you can picture this, to talk to somebody in the back seat. Gordon, he would turn his body all the way around, put his <laughs> left arm on the passenger seat, uh-huh. so as if to like brace himself to stay there a while. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the rest of us are are watching the car, uh, basically on the trajectory to sail off the road. And then when he would hit the, you know, the wake you up rivets in the road, you know what I'm uh-huh. talking about. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah, all of a sudden uh-huh. be like, oh man, hey, scramble back to the wheel. <laughs> You know, jerk us back onto the road, and then it'd be like, okay, well, let's hope he's learned his lesson. And then two minutes later, it'd be like, as I was saying. (laughs) You're going like, wait, your primary duty is to keep us on the road. Right. I've never seen seen anything like it. Uh, But but he's a really good dude, just not a terrific driver. Learn that lesson real quick on that road trip. Everybody, be careful out there. You kind of, you kind of have to pay attention. That's right. And, and you know, that's a serious deal these days because people are distracted by so. It's many terrible. Things. No, it's terrible. Yeah. You're totally right. I, I don't want to think about what your friend would be like now. I mean, he's probably got three phones in his pocket, and who knows what else is going on. Well, there. hopefully not. Hopefully, he's doing all right. Yeah, everybody, be smart careful guy. Out Just there. not a not a good driver. Well, I'm glad the yacht that you have learned to uh, to guide that. Uh, well, he's gone now, that, and Lloyd's here. That rocket. Oh, boy. How about boy, that? Hatch didn't even say hey, this goodbye. this is Mike. Hi. <laughs> Mike from IT. Hey, this is Claire. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, it's good to have you along for the ride now, Lloyd. You're looking good. Where, Lloyd? Uh, cup of noodles is uh, all cooked and good to go. Good. You're rocking the flannel? Looking looking smooth, looking warm. This is flannel type of year. I got time a question. of year. I got a question for you, Lloyd. Do you eat when you're uh, producing? Because has anyone ever spilled anything all over that nice board we got in there? Yeah, somebody did some, not the new one. Somebody did, spilled something a while back. In the old one. Some Coca-Cola. Is that why we had to get a new one? <laughs> no, that's not why. No, that was an earthquake's fault. Uh, who, who, who spilled? Who spilled? Well, there's some theories. <laughs> Nobody fessed it, up to you, it? You don't remember this? This was like a controversy that, that rocked the station several years ago. It was like a, a huge mystery who, who spilled yeah, the Coke. Yeah, Ben Russell board. had to, had to. Put his lick his finger and put it to the stickiness and 
and taste it and find out what it was. That's Coca-Cola right there. That's Coke right there. And there's a few theories. You know, uh, the biggest consumer of Coca-Cola regular, fully loaded, is uh, is our guy Austin Horton. Does drink a little bit. Does. And he denies? Well, but he he wouldn't fest to anything. See, I think he would fest to this, You think? Oh, if Austin— He's kind of a denier. If Austin spilled anything on the board, you know immediately, because he would absolutely panic. (laughs) He would absolutely think that he was going to be fired immediately, and he would he would. See, I think that's why and, he would not he would fess. Get out in front of it. See, that's my reason why he would not fess up to. He's like, man, but, if I tell anybody, I'm gonna, they're going to whack me. Didn't we decide it was AJ though, or was that just one of those things where we're going to pin it on AJ? Yeah, it's one of those things where you just blame it on AJ. Where that where that's actually what happens. Sure glad you, I wore a long sleeve suspect, on this field. Lloyd, Lloyd, who do you think really did it? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably rather not say. But you have an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. You do think it Lloyd's, was Austin. Lloyd's wow. instincts. instincts. I didn't say that. Good. I said I have an idea. Whoa. Yeah, but he's not denying anything, is he? No. I didn't say Austin. Wow, Austin's the primary suspect? This is like a cold case by now, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, now the primary suspect is Austin? Oh, wow. wow! I don't think we're ever going to find out. Now. Well, we that are now because well, because as soon as Austin gets back, you know Gordon's going to grill him. This is like the first thing that's going to happen when he gets back. Gordon's going right after him like he was Perry Mason. Yeah, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to give Lloyd up. I'm just going to oh, say, I think hey, you would. No, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm going to protect my guy, Lloyd. I'm not going. Now Jake, on the other hand, he he'll barrel straight ahead. But I and I'll if it was Austin, say, it was Lloyd. It was Lloyd. He'd blame you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He would blame you. <laughs> Yeah, it's been known to happen. Well, I, uh, yeah, I need to get to the bottom of that because I I did not pay much attention to it the first time I happened. But here's the thing with Lloyd eating in the studio, you're darn right. He's eating in the studio. He produces a show from ten to two. <laughs> it, it, the lunch it, hour the comes. Lunch is, yeah, yeah, right. But so, I've, I've come across to where I I scoot my food over to the way to the left, and that's kind of where I'll eat. We used to have, as long as we're, you know, just uh, you know, jackpotting around this segment, we used to have an engineer <laughs> back uh, uh, at a different place where, uh, you know, he, he was good at what he did, I suppose, but he would always prioritize weird things, right? Like? Uh, well, he really, for instance, did not care for us eating in the studio. Now, at the time, we we had like two producers total because there were some budgetary issues. So it's like just <laughs> living inside of this one studio. So we'd we'd often you know kind of and your shift doesn't start until the mic goes on. The mic goes and on. And your That's shift ends when, when the mic in. goes off. <laughs> so anyway, anywho, nobody feels bad for us, but uh, we would break that rule all the time, right? We'd we'd eat in there because we really didn't have another choice. So we would, the only time we'd really, this, this was a high-up engineer, all right? So the only time we would bother him with anything was if it were a really serious emergency. I mean, like if something, if the board was literally on fire, that's when we'd go, we'd go get <laughs> It this, was a deep sigh. This particular <sighs> engineer. I'll go talk to him. So we'd run down there and grab him, and every time that we did, we'd come back up, and we'd be like, the board's on fire! The board, you got to come! The board's on fire! And we'd uh, hustle up to the studio and open up the door, and he'd immediately He'd go, be wearing a white glove, and he'd be like, well, it's a little dusty in here. <laughs> and he'd immediately look at the, you know, leftover French fries sitting in the corner and be like, hey, hey. Hey. Have you guys, have you guys been eating in here? I need to get on air, like right now. 
you don't understand. The whole station has crashed. We could we could talk about the food later, but we need you to you know. And then he'd look up at the TV that hasn't been working in months, and he'd go, "Hey, is that TV not working?" He'd be like, "No, the fire, the fire. <laughs> you need to smell that smoke. We need to put out the fire." <laughs> anyway, you know, speaking of uh, something being on fire, that reminds me of a time that our good friend Kevin Graham was uh, doing the show with me. And we had a contest where the winner uh, was getting, I think, a dozen roses or some some sort of uh, prize from that was uh, won by her husband. And so it was uh, so Kevin. Back in those days, we were on the phones a lot. So Kevin calls up the winner at her workplace, and the woman who answered the phone. Uh, was real suspicious and would not, you know, uh, who's calling, what do you want to talk to so-and-so for, you know? And Kevin said, it's an important call. And she said, well, uh, you know, I don't think she can come to the phone right now. And Kevin finally says, tell her her house is on fire. And I said, I looked at Kevin like, you can't say that to somebody. You're going to give her a heart attack. Your house is on fire. She eventually came to the phone and she got her roses, but I thought that was a little bit extreme. It does seem extreme. So uh, one last question for Lloyd. Lloyd I love your stories, Gordon. Please tell another. Lloyd, what's the longest shift you've ever uh, you've ever worked? Are you serious? Uh, not, I don't mean at some other place. I mean as no, a, I, I, it's, I I've got one actually. So I I think I started off with our good friend uh, Tom Barberry. Uh, doing his morning show, um, which was, I want to say it started at like five in the morning. Uh, and then I did some updates during, during our, uh, during our guy, guy Jim Rome. And that kept going. And I did another board shift on a, on a, a fellow, st- a, a different station. Uh, this is when their two stations were, were brother, were sister stations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did the afternoon show and then I finished it off with a, with a Ute women's game. Wait, so at night, at like at like ten at night. When that was that when our boy Tuner was the doing tunis, the was Tuner, that when yep. Tuner was doing Utah women's basketball. Man, I miss that guy. By the way, that guy was a saint. You know that that guy brought brought me back a shirt from. He went to the Notre Dame game. Brought me back a shirt. How about that? Yeah, that the Tuner. So, so my were, so I didn't get done. From... That was like a nine o'clock game because that's when apparently they had those games at. It was like nine or ten o'clock. So I didn't get done until I went from five in the morning essentially uh, until like midnight at night i think i had i might have had i went and slept in my car for about an hour gotta and love that the, was that gotta was love it. those days where yeah. you catch a little snooze in the car like hey i'm gonna go out there and yeah you go in into the, the back, seat. back seat and you just you just crawl in there and, so you and essentially when you essentially other than that one little break you went about almost 20 hours straight yes it was probably pretty close and to that. given the 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 interesting variety of people that would frequent that parking garage. You were really risking some stuff in harm's going way. out there to, yes. to sleep in your car. I didn't even care. I was so tired. Didn't even matter. You uh, know, uh, you know. I think Lloyd could probably do that every day, couldn't he? No, I don't think so. I'd rather not. <laughs> I, I think I think <laughs> I Jessica know. would have something to say about that. Yeah, don't set any precedents like that. I think I think Xavier would be grumpy with. Hey, that's too. when you're uh, that's when you're working your way into this business. That's what you do. It's those types of shifts. I think we've uh, I ha- I a lot have, of us I have done those. Friend, I had a friend once who uh, was uh, 
He, in That's a games. good story. I don't think I can top that. I'm not topping. I, I'm not topping that story. I'm adding there too. Uh, so he started his own law firm and uh, became rather successful. And he confessed to me once that he used to finish up early. And he wasn't messing around or anything, but he would stay at the office longer until after his kids uh, were put to bed at night. I thought that was really sad. That is sad. Sorry, I'm sure we've all done that, though, haven't we? Haven't we all done that where we didn't want to get home that early? Haven't we done that? I don't know. I don't know. Like, you're, I, you're on your own I just, on that one. You know, <laughs> we were taking a walk down memory lane, and we were having some laughs, and now I just feel terrible about myself. And and that guy that hates his kids, apparently, hey, and fan, his family. Fan of the day today, Harry Chapin. Uh, we're going to get a little Cats in the Cradle going coming up next, see if we can't lift you all up. Get you going. What a sad song that is. It for really for is. all of you folks out there working, we're going to make you feel guilty about it coming up next. <laughs> For those of you who follow in Lloyd's footsteps there. For those of you uh, who, who've worked hard to get to where you are in life, made those sacrifices, worked those long hours, we're going to make you feel bad about it next. Here, here on the big show. Are you at work listening to us today? Well, you shouldn't be. I remember Bronco Mendenhall telling me the story about how when he was like uh, some kind of lesser coach, he uh, he didn't go home at night. He'd sleep in his office. Of course, I don't I don't know whether he's married or not at that time, but he he actually he would actually sleep in his office. He would not go home, and he forgot he he parked his car uh, at some in some spot somewhere. And this is the story he tells. And you tell me if you believe this. He said he parked his car uh, somewhere on the campus where he was working. But since he was staying at his office and he had a nice spot, he had like a refrigerator in there and he used to sleep in there, that he never used his car. And he said he reported his car stolen to the police because he 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 thought someone took it because he forgot where he parked it. Does that sound like a believable story or you think he was just? Uh, I don't know. Not really. I suppose if you live on campus or something, maybe it's true. You just slept in his office for a whole year? That's what he said. Well, well, how about that? All right, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he's our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's here to help our listeners with their love lives. Andrew, what's happening? Hey, guys. Yes, we're uh, helping guys with their love lives. Valentine's Day, hours away here. Uh, and I'm learning that not all guys love this holiday. A lot of pressure. Um, if you're experiencing any frustration in the bedroom, Wasatch Medical Clinic has gotten so good at acoustic wave therapy. We use the two most advanced versions. We've helped so many guys all over the state uh, reverse their ED, get back to normal in the bedroom, improve frequency, young, old. Uh, these treatments have been a game changer for a lot of guys. It's that time of year, Andrew. You alluded to it. It's Valentine's Day. A lot of guys out there, I bet, are feeling a lot of pressure this time of year. Stop doing it. Stop worrying about it. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're in that category, you're probably relying on the pill. You're probably getting headaches. The pill's probably working less and less every few months. 
whereas just a few short treatments with our acoustic wave therapy, typically over two weeks, um, can get you back to normal. I've seen 50-year-old guys get back to function like they were in their 30s. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on the calendar uh, to get in and see the doc and a lot of stuff free, right? So much for free. Um, we're doing the assessment, the exam with our medical medical doctor free. Call us now, a little gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. New patients get free testosterone. Huge value, probably hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars of value in that. Uh, call us now. It is totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Happy to have you aboard today. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. There you go. Our friend Andrew, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Again, that number, 801-901-8000. We will get to the Utah Jazz coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. Slow mojo. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. How as important is it now as the pressure ramps up to make sure you guys have these fun, lighthearted moments? I've said, I think in every post-game interview I've had this year, how good a group of guys we've got. And not just like good guys, but fun guys. We really enjoy each other's company. It's why JC was so quick to come back. It's why Faye wanted to come back. Our locker room is hilarious. We have such different personalities and everyone legitimately gets along really well. Like it's such a fun group to be around and things happen on the court that are funny and that are fun. And when you have such a good group of guys that enjoy each other's company and have one common goal of trying to win. It makes it very fun, and we have a lot of fun. It's good times. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. on to the big show presented by big o tires stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires big o tires the team you trust this is 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone band of the day today is the beastie boys selected by our guy lloyd Who's producing for the moment? It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. That uh, that band reminds me of my youth, Lloyd. You and I are around the same age. So that's that's like that's the same. That's, that's why I went with it. Bumping around junior high right there, looking do you guys, cool. Do you guys feel older now? I mean, do you, can you feel it? Oh yeah, for Got sure. Two kids, of course, I feel old. <laughs> feel old every single day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it hits everybody. Yeah, it's all right though. I'm adjusting. It's fine. All right. Okay, that's it. No comment. I, I, I just you know because I I I started feeling old about sixty years ago, so I just wonder when you were going to join a club. That's all. Well, you know we're getting there, Gordo. We're we're getting there, buddy. But yeah, it is weird when you know the for example, and this happened a while ago, I guess that. Everybody in the sports leagues that you cover is younger than you. 
That's that's a milestone. That's gotten weird, by I the way. I guess I'm I guess I'm younger than Tom Brady, but I think I'm now older than pretty much everybody in the NBA now that Vince Carter's gone. Yeah. All right, and you're older than some of the coaches too. So I don't know who's the youngest coach in the league. I'm not sure. Youngest in the NBA? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Certainly, you're older than some college coaches. Well, thanks for piling on there, pal. But yeah, I don't know. That was that's a that's a weird one, I guess. But there's all sorts of these weird, uh, you know, like uh, for example, this year is going to be the 20th uh, anniversary of 9/11. That's that's going to feel weird that that was 20 years ago. That doesn't feel that long ago to me. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. one of those things that's going to mark, you know, mark the ages. Everybody remembers where they were, where they were in life. Yep. Yeah. Anywho, God, okay. what an uplifting show we've had so far today. <laughs> At wow. least the Jazz are good. Let's, let's talk about the Jazz in first place. They're not. They're not old. And uh, they've got a uh, they've got a real difficult task on their hands over the next. Uh, you know, really, what are we saying? Five to six games now, Gordon. But uh, this stretch against these Eastern Conference teams is going to be really interesting for one, Rudy Gobert who, uh, in theory, is going to have to guard uh, Giannis coming up tomorrow night or at least have, uh, you know, a heavy share of that uh, pleasure. Then he ben- has to, essentially, Rudy has to make up for when everybody else gets beat. Well, they've put Rudy Giannis. on Giannis a lot when, when they're game planning against Milwaukee. That That's something they do intentionally quite a bit, uh, daring him to shoot the outside shot, which, by the way, you watch the game winner that he missed yesterday. I mean, that's still the right way to guard uh, yeah. guard Giannis. But then he's going to have to take Bam the very next night on Saturday night and then Joel Embiid on Monday. So in the next four days, Rudy is going <laughs> to be playing three very dynamic bigs. And, and, by the way, different bigs, too. It seems to me every once in a while you'll see Rudy have a tough time of it. We saw what Jokic did to him uh, in that Jazz loss. But – more often than not, see if you agree with me on this, it seems when Rudy gets beat, it's because he's trying to help his teammates, and then because he's committing himself to helping his teammates, then he gets beat by his original man. Well, yeah, uh, Rudy uh, Locke has been documenting Rudy's on-the-ball, like one-on-one ISO defense quite a bit, and, mm-hmm. and Rudy's much better at that than he gets credit. Um, I will agree with you that the Jazz struggle helping the helper. And sometimes that's well, not sometimes. Most all the time, that's a guard not wanting to get down and and either commit a foul or get banged around a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I think every team struggles with that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I kind of shudder at the when does Rudy get beat? Because that's not really Rudy getting beat. Yeah. And I'd also like to, to to defend his teammates a little bit. I'd love to see the stat on guards that get into the lane and just turn around. I mean, it had to happen a dozen times in that Boston game where one of their wings or guards would get into the paint and just be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I'm not going at that guy. I'm just going to turn around and back it on out. Very rarely do you see that happen in the NBA anymore, but Rudy causes it quite a bit. So I guess my answer would be Rudy doesn't get beat often. And, and yeah, if he gets beat, there's probably some circumstances to lead to that because he's really good at what he does. And he's really smart, too, when it comes to how to use his length. So he's essentially guarding two guys at once. He does that all the time. It's yeah. it's really it's really remarkable what he's turned himself into. And and Gordon, maybe that leads to the misperception of his value because of his body type and look. You know, if you don't watch him every single night, you just think he's kind of this guy who bungles his way into a couple of block shots. And it's just 
It's just not the case. It, it really isn't. And I, I in, in the matchups that he's going to have over the next uh, three games, Gordon, Embiid is 100% the most difficult uh, for him, in my opinion, because of the way Embiid plays and that they moved off Al Horford. So now they're playing with space. So instead of Rudy being able to guard Al Horford some of the time, he's really going to get Embiid all of the time. And Embiid can bring him out of the paint. It's it's tough. But he's actually pretty good at guarding Giannis. Uh, he's good at guarding more athletic players than him because he uses his length so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. I, I've been very impressed with Rudy this year as much as any year. I know his, time, his uh, scoring is down a little bit, but doesn't it seem like he is – learning kind of like Donovan is to take control of games in a different way. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, look uh-huh. at, uh, look at the Indiana Pacer game. That's a really great example. I think of what you're talking about where, you know, he kind of speared, uh, spearheaded the, we're going to grind this thing out and play real great defense. And, uh, if you look at the the stats in that game, he had a great, great game. We give Donovan a lot of credit cause he scored a bunch of points and took a bunch of shots, but Rudy had one of his better games of the year against Indiana. I, 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 that's what you look for. You know, that's what you look for. When I hear people say the Jazz don't have a superstar, uh, can you imagine if you combined the talents of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell? And is that fair to do that? Because if you do, I mean, really, when you're talking about when you're when people say uh, the Jazz lack the superstar they need to get to the next level, a la Shaq and others have pointed that out. Um, if, if you have a number of players who can accomplish the same thing with the same attitude, maybe that's good enough. I mean, I don't know, and I know there's a certain formula, historically speaking, with uh, championship teams in the NBA, but both of these guys have the attitude of I'm going to stop you. I'm going to lift my team to victory and they do it in different ways and they don't really get in each other's way. I'm, I'm growing a little tired of the superstar convo, uh, uh-huh. to be honest, um, just from the sense of, okay, if, if you're criticizing the jazz cause they don't have LeBron on their team. Well, what do you expect every other team not named the Lakers to do? Just pack it up and go home. I mean, the, you if you don't happen to have the two or three guys that we always list on your roster, well, what are, what are you even doing out there? You're trying to figure out a different way to do it. You're trying to break the mold. You know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson weren't launched into the stratosphere of superstardom until Steve Kerr came along and they kind of broke the league. And then all of a sudden we view those those players as uh, on a different, you know, on a different level. And who's to say that the Jazz aren't aren't doing the same thing where they've figured some things out and they've put together a cast of uh, players that really complement each other and have figured out, you know, how to really play successful basketball. We forget about those Warriors, uh, other players on that team that made them so good at the very beginning where they were just taking the league by storm. They had really good guys that fit a role for that team and played really, really well. So I don't know. I, I get, I grow tired of the, well, they don't have a superstar. And then, and then jazz fans try to make this argument that Donovan is a superstar. And it's this, this subjective level that doesn't even really exist. You know, the idea is the jazz don't have LeBron. They don't have Kawhi. They don't have Kevin Durant. So how are you going to play to make yourselves a champion and how are you going to going to fit together to make yourself a championship team? Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better, Jake. You hit the nail on the head there. And speaking of which, all of that will need to come together 
when the Jazz play the Bucks, because if you go back and look at what happened the last time they played, the Jazz played great defense in that game. They 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 were hot as a they were hotter than hot. I mean, they hit better than fifty percent of their shots. They hit nearly fifty percent of their three pointers in that game, and they out rebounded the Bucks. They did all of that, and on top of that, they had thirty one assists in that game, Jake. Yeah, it was one of their best performances of the year. They've they've had a few that you can think of, including Portland, the number, uh, the first game of the year. But that was that was the game. Well, it was the game that started the streak, right? It was right after they lost to the Knicks, and then they came into to Milwaukee and just mopped the floor with the Bucks, and then it was off to the races, and they won eleven consecutive games. I mean, that that game more than any other you can point to and say that's when it clicked in for this team. Exactly, and when you think about the combination of the two things, because we've talked about the Jazz shooting the ball well, not offense popping, and, 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 and when it does, the Jazz usually find a way to win, but in the game against the Bucks, they had both things going. They had great shooting, they were sharing the ball well, and they played terrific. They had eight blocks in that game, and they only turned the ball over ten times. They match up well against Milwaukee. They they kind of always have. Not that they're the Bucks are an easy team by any means. Yeah. But they match up well with how Milwaukee plays. Milwaukee gives up a lot of threes. Locke, in fact, yesterday, what he what was the number he said on our show, Gordon? Fifty six. Something. Like That's that. what he expects the Jazz to shoot: fifty six threes against Milwaukee. So you know if they're making them, like you point out, that makes them awfully dif- uh, difficult to beat. But I wouldn't put it past them to beat them in other ways too. You know, yeah. we're t- we started out here talking about Rudy on D. You know, if Rudy has a good game against Giannis and good game against the Bucks, that makes a huge difference. I think these are the games, and this may or may not be fair. I don't tell me what you think, but these games against teams like the Bucks and the games they have coming up against the Clippers and the Sixers, these are the games that are finally, if the Jazz can continue to play the way they're capable of, as we saw against the Bucks the first time. If they do that against these teams, that's going to leap them forward, I think, with this whole thing of people kind of going, yeah, but, yeah, but. Uh, if, I, I guess the only but that would be left after that would be, yeah, let's see if they can do it in a, in a best-of-seven series, you know. But if they beat these teams, in the right, if they continue on with this terrific streak, which is remarkable, and they beat these teams on top of that, that's going to shut a lot of people up. All right, we have a monstrous show for you today here on The Big Show. Kalani Sataki will be on the show at 3.30, BYU head football coach. Sam Amick at 4, and Tim Lacombe will join us at 5. So stay tuned. Wait, you mean Tim? Tim Lacombe? Is Tim Lacombe, super, or, uh, NFL pick champion. For the playoffs on, on the big show. We'll, uh, He's more than a basketball guy. We'll jump on with us uh, coming up at 5 o'clock. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. (laughs) 
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Coming up in What's Going On, uh, Quinn Snyder gave our friend Ben Anderson of KSL Sports a 12-minute answer um, on a question about what his favorite brand of basketball is, Gordon. And, and Coach Snyder goes through it, gives an incredibly insightful answer. And you I mean thought, other people ask questions in, in, in there somewhere? No, just, just Ben... Ben uh, tees it up for coach, and he he uh, knocks it out of the park. So we thought maybe we'd we should play that. It was yeah, really I really, think that's really that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah kind of unique good. and insightful stuff. Um, we will get to that uh, coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. Don't forget Kalani Sataki at three thirty, and uh, Sam Amick at four. Tim Lacombe at five. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Coach Sataki. Just getting you know now that he's a little bit away uh, from that just wild season on so many different levels i i'd be curious to get his perspective on what's happened and and certainly where his team is going well uh yeah can they maintain what they built this last year it seems like there's a good vibe going uh and you know for a while there it wasn't it was kind of sort of good well define maintain for me well, that's a good question, given the schedule that they're going to face. And uh, I, I don't know how to define that numerically. But the vibe around the football program, it was vastly improved this last year. That's no surprise. You know that. You sense that. We all did in talking to the coaches. And, you know, when, when your assistants are getting national awards for their performance, uh, that that's uh, I'd say call that a positive sign. Okay, and I think it's positive too, and and I really like the work that Football Scoop does. But I, are we blowing that award out of proportion a little bit? Uh, the the one about uh, Aaron Roderick. Yeah, he got the Football Scoop Offensive Coordinator of the Year. Uh, I I thought he did a fantastic job, and uh, no, I did I, too. I thought... I, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just getting at you know. You know. Gordon, if we created an award show, I don't, I don't know if it would <laughs> make national news. And, and football scoop I, is actually—they're really good at, at breaking news because it's a bunch of former coaches that have formed a, a website or whatever. But it's, you know, it's not exactly the—it's <laughs> not exactly the Heisman. You sure you want to do this? No, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to be you mean. Sure you just want to kill I'm, the no. Award? I'm more. I'm trying to comment on our over fascination with awards than than anything somebody did or did not look in in a case like this it's not the award itself it's just uh sort of the icing on the cake of a a beautiful cake that had been baked over the season and uh you know aaron roderick deserves so much credit for what was going on and yet john beck was getting all the credit from the from the broadcasters, right? Oh, but Coach A-Rod doesn't care about that. And you're right, it was the quarterback's coach of the year. I apologize for football scoop. I better get that right. What did uh, you say? You guys will be just replaying his interviews going forward, by the way. Oh, where does he know? You knows? won't be getting them on. No, I'm not criticizing him. Stop it. Oh, man. I have great respect Stop for Aaron it. Roderick, and he knows that. I mean, I've communicated that to him, and uh, I I just have a lot of respect for him as a coach and as the way he does it. 
If anything, I'm being disrespectful to football scoop. Eh, but kind of him too. No, okay. I doubt. There's no way he even cares. I didn't take it. I didn't take it that way, Jake. Okay, thank I you. You were just kind of making fun of the award, not of the winner of the award. Thank you, Gordon. At least somebody you're making has. fun of the award. You're kind of making fun of the guy that gets it. No, too. I, I think not. so. <laughs> so, so you're you're telling me that if I uh, make a joke about Chad Bunn winning the Walter Mady. Uh, uh, videographer of the Year Award that I would be insulting Chad. <laughs> You'd himself. be best to keep Chad out of your mouth. <laughs> we don't want to get sued. Forgot about that. That's an old bit. You know that was like that that whole thing that had to be eleven, twelve years ago. Wow. See, that's another guy I like. I really like Chad. I think he's terrifically Bun? nice. He's a he, yeah. He's terrifically nice. Nobody guy. likes Chad. <laughs> I don't even know Chad. I don't either. I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, I, I I always thought he's he's really terrific uh, guy, individual, and uh, and you know so very litigious having, man. Everybody was. Ha- <laughs> well, if some of the things that were said about him were said, he reminds about me you, the Jake, promoter from Rocky might Five. Be litigious too. Touch me and I'll sue. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> um, no, that was. The reason the litigious part came up was because he sent out like, uh, like basically warning letters that you couldn't. And this was years after the fact when BYU played San Diego State again in a bowl game, and he said <laughs> you cannot bring up my name involved with the replay controversy of a game that was like three years earlier. Why? Why couldn't you bring up his name? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember the specifics of it all. Uh, you couldn't. Well, I you mean, couldn't I, say he, he didn't want us to say that he rigged the ball game in BYU's favor. Well, if he didn't, then, you know. Yeah, we then... don't know that. That was actually my original take on that whole story, is BYU should never have put him in the position where, like, he's making those kind of decisions. Yeah, because... what do they think they are, a Pac-12 school? Well, that was worse because that was the conference actually rigging that game, know, not the schools I themselves. I know, I'm kidding. Ah, Woody Dixon, I wonder what his next step is. <laughs> Could he go ruin a different conference somewhere? No, I don't know. I don't think another conference has taken him. You Lair Bear, know. I'm going to need a job. Yeah, whatever Lair Bear does next, that, yeah, that's where Woody's that's where going. Yeah. What? Okay, I have a question for you. If you took the leadership and all, everything down the, the line of the SEC and made everybody switch positions, you know, the, from the commissioners straight on down to the referees, the officials, the way the conferences run, what do you think the effect would be? Oh, do I think Lair Bear would ruin the SEC? Sure. <laughs> And I'm talking about the other effect on the left coast as well. Oh, no, the Pac-12 is doomed. <laughs> Even with SEC leadership? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, what uh, What do you think? Look, uh, SEC runs out of, a, out of a shack down the street somewhere that costs them 60 grand a year or something instead of, uh, you know, an $8.1 million luxurious setup in the heart of San Francisco. See, but here's the thing. Is the SEC really all that well-run, or is college football just a way of life down there? So, of course, it's lucrative. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen – that's like saying, shouldn't a program that uh, has many advantages and has a proud tradition, shouldn't they be at the top of the college heap every year, Texas? It just doesn't happen that way sometimes. Sometimes – have, have you it's not been paying attention to the run Alabama's been on? I, I understand it's that. It's the same Alabama. thing every year. I, I get it. But it, what my point is that it doesn't happen at every advantageous school or every advantaged school. 
I'll tell you what, the SEC has all the advantages. That's why I honestly don't think it's all that fair to directly compare them with the Pac-12. I mean, not that the Pac-12 hasn't lagged behind, but they don't have the advantages the SEC does. And there's been mismanagement with Pac-12, too. 100%, don't get me wrong. Lair Bear uh, made many a mistake along the way. But it <laughs> Why is, do you call him Lair Bear? I don't know, just because it makes me laugh. <laughs> That's Good. all. It just makes me chuckle. Uh, but it is the Pac-12. They don't have some of the advantages the SEC does, for sure. For sure. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, uh, let's help our listeners out this Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a lot of frustrations in the bedroom when it comes to men's function. Uh, Wasatch Medical Clinic is treating ED, that's erectile dysfunction, in such a different way with acoustic wave therapy. Uh, I would dare say we've probably done more of this than anybody in the country. It opens up really gently blood vessels. If you think about what you do in the gym, you break down a muscle, you build it up stronger. That's kind of what our technology does so that when the timing is right in the bedroom, blood flows properly. We've helped so many guys uh, from age 20 to age 90 reverse their erectile dysfunction, eliminate the need to take the pill, and really get back to those younger years in the bedroom. And that's got to be the key, right? The spontaneity, that's got to be the true, um, you know, uh, appeal of all this. Get back to get back to normal. That is the appeal, to have to pause and say, let me go take a pill, let me hope that it works, deal with the side effects the next day. Nobody wants to do that. I think that our treatment is the only thing that can restore on-demand function and better frequency in the bedroom. 801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on the schedule and uh, get in and see the doc and a lot of stuff for free. So much for free. Call us now and take advantage of this. The assessment, the exam for free. You'll spend some time with a doctor. He'll test your blood flow. Uh, we're going to throw in a little gift that produces instant results. I don't think I've seen that fail. And new patients even get free testosterone if you're you know, feeling a little lethargic. So all of this huge value is totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. All right, that's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. We'll have uh, more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.